When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I love this. Rich Eisen is here. The mojo's back. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I... Told you, my favorite words I get to say in this microphone. The Rich Eisen Show. This is what we're talking about. Earlier on the show, host and creator of Roku's Honest Renovations, Jessica Alba. Coming up, ESPN NBA insider Ramona Shelburne, director of FX's Dear Mama, Alan Hughes. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, live on the Roku channel, where we are free every day. Love the lack of paywall right here on the Roku channel. Free on all Roku devices, free on select Samsung smart TVs, free on Amazon Fire TV. We are free on the Roku app, because guess what? The Roku channel's on it. Yes, <laughs> you as we keep pointing out, the Roku channel is free. The RokuChannel.com for anybody out there on the internet tubes who are uh, at work and potentially not paying attention uh, <laughs> to what they're doing. Uh, the RokuChannel.com. Speaking of which, Mike Del Tufo is off today. Imagine that. Um, so Jason Feller is sitting in his chair. Jay hey. Good to see you, Jason Feller. Good to see you, too. Uh, Chris Brockman here in hey, studio, Rich. as always. What's Hour number that? two. Good to see you. T.J. Jefferson, how are you guys? Good Happy to see Cinco you. de Mayo. Everybody. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Good times on the old Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Um, you know, yesterday being uh, May the 4th, I never understood that. I, I understand that that's, uh, that's a Star Wars uh, phrase, right? Yes. yes. Uh, but if you have a speech impediment, aren't you upset about that? <laughs> well, what does Mike Tyson do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> you just went for it, huh? <laughs> What? You just went for it, did you? He's in the Tupac doc. He's oh, at the is. top of my mind. And last, the, director, you know what I mean? the director, Alan Hughes of FX's yeah. Dear Mama, will be on this program in about an hour plus from now. He'll be here in studio. A great documentary. Uh, the latest episode tonight on FX streams the next day on Hulu, Hulu. which you can get right here on the Roku platform. Um, so the Roku New Front, as it was called in New York City, was just dynamite. It was a great time. Uh, even though uh, my phone wasn't uh, silent as uh, the head of uh, Roku Media was speaking on the stage and uh, somebody was kind enough to chastise me very gently uh, <laughs> about uh, it. By the way, it was like truly, you know, as a 53 year old man, uh, it, it made me feel about 93. You know, phones off. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I've got it. Hold on a minute. Let me get it. <laughs> There's a lot of buttons over here. <laughs> So it's one of the many contributions that uh, my next guest made on the Roku new front. Um, 
Tuesday in New York City. And part of the reason why she's joining us as well is because the the new front put her in New York City. And then uh, she went to the Nick game and uh, hung out with, uh, you know, 20,000 of her closest friends, including her new friends, Aaron Rodgers, and also Sauce Gardner, the executive producer and the host of the, the Roku original series, Honest Renovations, that's coming to Roku later on this year. Jessica Alba here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Jessica? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. First of all, let's just start this conversation. I appreciate you being there for me when my phone was uh, going off. Um, that was so embarrassing. Yes, it was. Like I felt like I was with my dad and oh. his phone was going off. <laughs> I felt the same. Let me tell you something. You know, I, okay, Jessica. You know, you know how the Instagram. You know, when the videos go off and you the, the and, and you turn off, you flip up the Instagram app and it's uh-huh. still going on. I mean, that's what that's what mm-hmm. happened. Honestly, I think I would. I think I was a couple seconds away from 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 doing that myself if you hadn't just snatched the phone from my hand and done it yourself. Because <laughs> there was it happened twice. <laughs> Literally, it didn't happen once, if you recall. It happened twice. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> but we got through it, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Moving on. Twice. So, twice. <laughs> so, okay. Um, were you surprised to find out you were trending on Twitter yesterday, Jessica, about what happened at the Nick game? Did that surprise Yeah, that was so random. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> it's very silly. It is that it is. <laughs> so walk me through. Walk me through uh, when you got to the Knicks Heat game, and uh, when did you come across Aaron Rodgers and Sauce Gardner? When did that happen? Well, you walk know, me through they, the Knicks. They, you know, they're very nice, and mm-hmm. Julius Randall actually has become like a new friend. I met him at a dinner. It was with a bunch of CEOs and founders of companies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like about leadership and uh, all of these different things, mindfulness and leadership. And we just like we vibed. And he was like, hey, if you're in town, I'd love for you to come to the game. I was like, cool. And literally the Knicks, they like roll out the red carpet. It was so cool. It was so nice. So we go into this like nice back room and there's like food and drinks and like all the people are back there. And, um, you know, I ran into some of my friends there and I never met Aaron Rodgers before I mean, recognized him, but mm-hmm. they he, they came in, and Lizzie, my girlfriend, and I were just sitting down, and then he came in and sat down next to us at the empty table, and um, this kid had, like, this giant sauce diamond <laughs> necklace. And what? I was like, whoa. And, and, you know, my husband my husband has a name, Cash. Yes. His, his name is actually Cash on his birth certificate. So I'm used to unusual names. And I was like, whoa, sauce. Like, that's his parents really just, you know, mm-hmm. called him sauce. Great. Um, and he's wearing a, a lot of diamonds. And I would feel a little bit nervous about wearing so much jewelry, but, mm-hmm. you know, to each his own. Um, and my friend is from Detroit. They started mm, chatting. That's and it. And he was actually very polite and very sweet. Because, you know, when you see someone who's, you know, I don't know, wearing a giant diamond. Um, sometimes it's a little bit intimidating to me. Um, but he was actually very, very sweet. Okay. And uh, and then through Roger, Aaron Rodgers was like pointing to everyone in the room. Is like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? 
do you know who that is? And I think it was like a joke because the kid didn't know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so hold on a second. Who else, Jessica, who else did Saw strike out on not knowing? Do we know? Did you know? It was like, there was just like a bunch of people in the room. Think about all the people. I don't know. There was just, imagine just all the people that were at the game. Sure. They were all in, we were all packed in this room. Okay. And, and the one person he knew was this actor from this TV show called Power. And then he goes, to, and, and, and that was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's really sweet. I only know because they were like right, with, you know, we were right there. Was it Jerry, anyway. Fer- was it Jerry Ferrara? Did he know, is that who that was? Was it Jerry? Oh, no, I don't think he knew who that was. Oh, But wow. I don't okay. know. All right. I don't know. Okay. But, okay, very good. This is great. Yeah, but I, I don't know. He was just like, he re- didn't know who a lot of people are. I mean, I think he knew who like... <laughs> Uh, the basketball players, you know, okay. who were on the, on the table right next to us, um, who were very famous. So, uh, everyone was famous. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's know, a Knicks playoff hell. game, yeah. My, you know, it's just a lot of people were there. Anyway. Yeah, so Car- um, Carmelo was there, Amari Stoudemire was there, and so it's... Yeah, yeah, they, is... they were all, like, kind of at a table kind of next to us. But, okay. Um, but he was, yeah, it was just really sweet. It was sweet, actually, how Aaron was trying to be like a big brother and like take him under his wing and like show him the, the ropes and and this kid was not having any <laughs> so is that why jessica like, jessica is that why you referred to aaron Rodgers in your now incredibly viral tweet as an elder is that why you referred to aaron yeah. as elder <laughs> that was kind of funny huh <laughs> <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. That's kind of the dynamic, you know? It's like like, um, like an owl, you know? Like, let me show you the way. <laughs> <laughs> the wise owl. Think how many licks it takes to get to the, the center of, of the lollipop. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And then he... And what's so funny is the kid, he just didn't care. You know, he was just sort of like, all right, you know, like, appreciative and polite. Okay. But, um, okay. you know, you probably wanted to hang out with to date. I don't know. Okay. Well, I think this definitely gets you on the 50-yard line of the Jets playoff game. How does that sound? I think that's for sure. You are Seriously, you are locked in on the Jets fandom now, Jessica. I don't know if you're aware of that, but I mean... I- this is I'm it. Not aware, but that would be fun to do. My uh, my dad is and my brother are crazy about football, so that would literally make their day. My what? dad used to make me go up to. Like, I would have to go to Super Bowl parties mm-hmm. just so my dad can meet people and, like, geek out on them and take photos. He'd be like, don't you want to take a photo with my daughter? I'd be like, Dad, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> I got to tell you. Tom Brady. Jessica, I got to tell you, um, I've seen that dynamic actually in person. Uh, oh my I God, think, did my dad do that to you? No, no, <laughs> I, I watched him do it to a bunch of people with you, I believe, at an ESPYs Awards a, yes, m- a million years ago when yeah, I was on yeah, ESPN. He- I watched that. I watched it. Mm. And I wanted to I wanted to die. I'm like the <laughs> little cardboard cutout that they give your kid in kindergarten to take a photo. Oh, I, <laughs> I love was like it. that for my dad. This is amazing. Awesome. Well, okay, so Lizzie Mathis, who is your Lizzie Mathis, who is yeah. your, your co EP and uh, co creator and uh, of again the Honest Roku Renovation. Honest Renovations coming up later on this year on Roku, already been renewed for season two. So does that mean sauce? is going to be a guest on this program? What do you think? Can we get that going? What do you think? 
like that would be hilarious. Oh, he's yeah. so he's actually so cute. Um, it would be hilarious. Well, because again, him with a sledgehammer, yes, <laughs> down a wall. <laughs> he can do that. He can definitely do that. So tell everybody what the show is uh, about. Because I saw a part of this at the the new front uh, this yeah, week. Yeah. So honest renovations is basically. I have three kids. I've been. I have like four jobs. My girlfriend as well. She has three kids. She has a bunch of jobs, and we you know, have renovated and updated our homes over the years. Uh, As your kids grow, they, you know, have different needs, different stages. And especially during COVID, like your home needs to be your sanctuary. And so we wanted to go and just help people, give them tips and tricks on how to make their home work for them, no matter what stage in life they're in with their growing family. Um, So we picked like six amazing families and, uh, and, Everyone at home, when you're watching, you can definitely relate to these families and what they're going through. And we give them, you know, some life hacks and some great renovation tips and organizational tips along the way. Fantastic. And it's coming later this year to Roku. So, again, if you just mention how Lizzie has, how many kids does Lizzie have? Three? She got three. I got three. Okay. And so if Sauce is referring to himself in a tweet about him, I, I just might be him. (laughs) <laughs> and um, then he, any any ideas that maybe he had meeting Lizzie that needs renovations as well is what you're saying. What? Yeah, that he needs to <laughs> renovate his ideas maybe towards your friend uh, if he's refer if he thinks that uh, he hit it off oh, with Lizzie is what you're saying. Holler at my friend. That, that's what it seemed yeah, like to me. Like I mean, that's what? no. That so you know what? That's so flattering. Don't <laughs> got it. We love it. I can't wait for a twenty year old to holler. That is amazing. Yes, sister. I I don't know. I haven't spoken to Sauce, but I think that might actually need that's what I'm saying. His plans his his plans might need renovations as well. Oh what I'm I saying. see, I see. There I didn't go. know. Take a oh my god, there. I have to call her up and tell her. <laughs> I'm like, yo, a 20 year old is hollering at you. You (laughs) That's what you wrote. He goes, damn, it's been two days and you still remember what I said word for word to you. He wrote, I just might be him (laughs) now, but I had a good time with you. And then, you know, he added Lizzie and then my chaperone. He referred to Rogers as the chaperone. (laughs) To which Rogers then had a problem with you calling him an elder and and, uh, Sauce calling him a chaperone. That's his problem in this whole thing. Yep, there you you go. (laughs) <laughs> so now we're all up to date. Thanks for the time, um, yeah, Jessica. Thank Thanks for the call here. Um, thrilled to be part of the Roku uh, media family with you. Yeah. And, and thank you I'll again. I'll stop by in person when we're closer to launching Please. the show. Please. Uh, and I will keep my cell phone in the green room so I don't need to have an elder <laughs> moment God. around you. No more interruptions. <laughs> no more elder moments around you, Jessica. I will not. <laughs> no more of that. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Right, have a great day. Appreciate it. Right back at you. Thanks for t- today. At Jessica Elba, obviously, on Twitter. Everybody, keep an eye peeled for later this year on Roku, season one of Honest Renovations. Do we call Sauce now? I mean, Sauce, <laughs> sauce, yeah, sauce has to, If she comes in, Sauce has to call okay. in on the phone. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, we'll, we'll still keep 
chasing down the leads on this story. <laughs> this of course, you're, you're a lead pipe wielding professional. Rich, That's what you it's do. It's May 5th. This is what we have to focus yeah. on right now. We got nothing to so the I, middle of July. I guess she didn't pick up any vibe that we might be picking up that oh, he was hitting on her really friend. It really felt like it was a uh, she's just situation. like, I, the a whole idea of me even forwarding that to her was so, she. she's like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, she kind of said it like she didn't realize that they still got it, but she has to know that they have it and have never lost it. So Sauce know? didn't know anybody. Who the hell is Tim Horton? <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was Sauce Gardner. <laughs> that was Sauce in the special backstage room at MSG. That's amazing. Do that one more time. <laughs> Who the hell is Tim Horton? I've been sitting on that one. Wow. I'm cultivating that caper. Perfect timing, Jay. That was fun. Yeah, she's cool, man. It's fun to have fun. I like having fun. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the second time with the phone. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just living in my own world Second as Susie time? frequently accuses me of doing. Well, you're probably so embarrassed after the first time that you blacked out. Blacked out, yeah. Second time. And plus, Jessica Alba has that effect myself, on people sometimes. That's, that's a myself, great point. TJ, yeah, Jessica Alba has that effect. I, I used to know her back then. I in the thought day. to myself, it's okay. Charlie didn't hear my cell phone going off through the piping and the drapes and him on the stage. And then. Uh, he, a horn honked on the streets of New York, which was right outside the door. Yeah. And he made reference to the horn. He ad-libbed oh, the line so about the horn. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. He heard the horn. He had to heard my yeah. Instagram going off. Until Jess, she literally snatched the phone from my hands <laughs> and looked at me. And she said, what is your problem? And you never met prior to this? No, we did, actually. Oh, okay. She mentioned her three kids. I believe her oldest is the same as oldest as, as Zan and um, Susie. And once again, Susie knows people way long before I do. Uh, there was like a, a, a music class that oh, they were all. Gotcha. So, yeah. Last time I was with her, she, you know, was around babies. Now, this time, around an old man. <laughs> Let's take a break. Ramona Shelburne, hey. when we come back, the NBA. We're, this is our continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs. That was our coverage of Miami versus New York. <laughs> now here's Ramona on the rest. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed The Rich Eisen Show radio network is back online with our Roku channel live stream sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by just as Ramona Shelburne has back here on the Rich Eisen Show from the worldwide leader in sports amidst the second round of the National Basketball Association playoffs. How are you doing, Ramona? Good. How are you guys? We're we're hanging in there. We're psyched to be watching – well, I mean, the last couple of games have been blowouts, but the, the, the final eight, including Lakers and Warriors, um, LeBron and uh, Kari on the same court has been amazing. Well, what's been um, what's that been like from your perspective, seeing that, Ramona? I mean, it, it feels like a final, right? I mean, it feels like the NBA finals already with the amount of attention on it, with the amount of adjustments, game to game, minute to minute, the star power and wattage, like, you know, I was doing radio in LA the other day, and uh, my co-host Steve Mason was asking me, like, who are the who are the athletes that make the most money in you know last year in the world, right? And of course, it's going to be Ronaldo and Messi, right? And you know, I think like these are the two most marketable guys, the ones who have established themselves as as international superstars on that level, and. We're getting it in the second round. It almost feels like I, I want this series to go on for a while, right? It's going to be almost a letdown in the Western Conference Finals when one of them loses. Yeah, six versus seven. The NBA will never have a six versus seven quite like this one. Does it? Does it? Um, does it get LeBron jacked up? I, I, again, uh, obviously he's been there. He's done that. He's the all-time leading scorer. Um, you know, he wants to win. I understand what another championship would mean to him, so on and so forth, but. Does does the fact that it's Curry and that they go far back, way back, and that they're doing it again right now together uh, at, at at different stages of advanced ages, does that land on LeBron in your estimation? I, you know, I, I, gotta be honest, I think some of it is just, it's like more, it's just fun. Like you see them talking during the game, like they've just been through it so many times. But, you know, I, I think with LeBron, like he's 38, he'll turn 39 at the end of this year kind of incredible he's still this good and I think he's just close enough that he can taste it that nothing else matters right like the fact that they made those midseason trades they reconfigured the team to where he's got a squad now you know it's it's not perfect but it's a lot better than it was the beginning of the year and the fact that he's got a squad that he can see a finish he can see a title that's the only thing that matters because like you know honestly the last couple years like I was kind of wondering where he's getting his motivation from. Like it felt a little like empty calories when he was chasing Kareem down and the team was bad. 
Like, you know, I'm glad he got that record. He deserves that record. But, like, LeBron's about the winning. He's he's the player who I think style leads to winning probably better than almost, you know, anyone who's ever played this game in the way he elevates his teammates and um, and just, you know, his, his decision-making out there. Uh, and I think – the fact, I think he probably at some when he got to four, I, I, there was maybe a question: Would you would would he even have a chance at five or six? And this team does, and I kind of think that's all that matters right now. Like, yeah, I mean, like what what's 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 getting you up at five o'clock in the morning to train like he does? It's the idea that he could get a title. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, the Lakers are not a house money organization, right? Where where hey, we're playing right. with house money, and and LeBron, as you pointed yeah. out age 38 going to 39, you know, house money doesn't mean much to him, but they are truly playing with it right now. I mean, they have the home court advantage in a best of five series right now to move on to the Western Conference Finals. And nobody thought when Darvin Ham was hired and Russell Westbrook was standing in the corner of his press conference yeah. and we're all wondering how workable oh. this all is. I mean, they are light years from that moment. Light years. You know, I knew Darvin back in, I've known him since 2011, right? And that was the year he was an assistant on Mike Brown's staff with the Lakers, right? Do you remember that year? Yeah, That sure. was uh, Phil Jackson had just retired. Mm-hmm. We came off the lockout. There's a Chris Paul trade that gets undone. <laughs> and then Mike Brown and his staff, which if you look back at that staff, it was a pretty good staff. They had Quinn Snyder on that staff, Darvin Ham, Mike Brown, Steve Clifford, um, those guys, they walk into a buzzsaw, right? I mean, can you imagine walking in and having a coach under those circumstances, following Phil Jackson, you know, like having to, to coach Kobe and Powell and Derek Fisher and those guys who, who had learned from the Zen master. And, and you know, Darvin's kind of, he knew what he was getting into when he took the job because he had been through that year. He'd been through, you know, everything that, that went on in 2011. And, um, even even after all that, I remember seeing him a couple of times early on and being like, Darwin, you, you all right, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, first, the first five games, I was, that, was, that was unlike anything I'd seen in a long time in the NBA with as bad as it was with Westbrook and you know, the decision of, like, are we going to send this guy home? I mean, it's, it was literally it – was, it was pretty bad. Plus, they had no shooting. They had they had just really very little to work with. Their defensive players were just, you know, there was like they had AD back there, and that's about it. You know, I mean, it was it was rough. And the fact that they've been able to flip the script here and and just completely turn over the roster is pretty remarkable. I think Darwin deserves a lot of credit for just keeping the team in it, keeping them together, and not completely fracturing. Because that 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 two and ten start, the way that they got off to this season with the personality and, and and I don't want to just say Westbrook. I think there was a few very difficult personalities in that locker room. The beginning, you know, Pat Beverly was was a difficult one for people this year in LA. Um and uh it was it was that was that was rough and and I can't believe they're they're here now considering how bad it was at the beginning. No doubt about it. And then um you know, in, in this series it's uh, I, you know, I don't know what to make of it with Anthony Davis. He went from Wilt Chamberlain in game one to Neville Chamberlain in game two. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it. I do know it. my British prime minister history. There you I go. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> appeasement, you. the appeasement. Um, you know, so I, 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 yeah. I don't know what to make of this team as they head home to take on the Warriors. What, what, do, you, what do you make of it, Ramona? You know, the, the same thing happened in the Memphis series, right? They had They won game one, and then they kind of coasted in game two. It shouldn't see the same energy and 
urgency in game two. And I think they were tired, you know, playing with house money after getting that first that first win. But also Golden State was going to respond. Um, I also thought Draymond Green's defense on Anthony Davis was, was formidable. I mean, it was – that Draymond is one of the greatest I, – I would put him up there as one of the best defenders in NBA history in terms of – I mean, the last series he, he was guarding De'Aaron Fox. And this series, he's he's defending Anthony Davis. That's ridiculous yep. that he can do that. I, I can't believe that the same guy can can guard those two players really well too. And um, I thought he made AD's life a lot harder. He was the Warriors just basically said we're just going to be physical with Anthony Davis. We're just going to make him very uncomfortable. And it's not really how the Warriors play. I mean, you know, they're they're known as a sort of. They play fast and curry, the curry flurries, right? And play hitting threes and, and, and they move the ball and they have that sort of organized chaos. But they can be physical when they need to be. And, and that's what they're going to do the rest of the series on Anthony Davis. And he then has to adjust. And I think he will come home. Well, and again, you know, uh, Draymond, as you bring up, Ramona Shelburne here on the Rich Eisen Show, you know, he, he's, he's gone in these playoffs from – the, the guy who we all thought would never appear again after he hit – you know, King James and the crown jewels all those years ago and yeah. cost his team there. And he reared, he reared his, you know, ugly foot, I guess, onto the chest of <laughs> Sabonis. And we're all wondering if, if he's even a viable piece anymore. And, and he shows again, he's just a hall of famer, Matt. He's a hall of famer as they yeah. come. So uh, watching these warriors, I can't help but think about the deep dive. I'm going to read, maybe you'll write it. Maybe someone else will write it. It's coming after this season. And it's going to either be yeah. about another championship run or one that came short. What will the deep dive about this Warrior season reveal, do you think, Ramona? What do you, you think? You know what? Because um, I, I, I'm definitely going to write it. I, I've already been planning on that, right? I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First of all, so, you know, I was planning for it last series because we thought when they went down 0-2 against the Kings, we were like, oh, man, you better get up there and get ready to write the last dance story, right? <laughs> right. Like, maybe it is, okay? Yeah. And – I was doing a call with my editor. I'll give her a shout out. I'll say, you know, my name is Christina Daglas. And we were, we were talking. She goes, I don't know. Is it really the last dance? Is that, was that really the tension point here? And I go, you know, you're right. Cause Steve Kirk, Steve Kirk keeps saying like, I was a part of the last dance in Chicago. And this is not that because the last dance started when Jerry Krause, Bill Jackson's not going to be back. Like he was already hiring his replacement. And so they knew it was over. It's like, you know, I don't know if you watch Succession or anything, but oh, yeah. like when they say this is the last season of Succession at the beginning of the year, like you kind of know what's going to happen at some point during the final season, right? I don't want. Are we far enough past? No, yeah, no. We're, I think we're still. Part? Yeah, no. we're still in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we're still in that in that grade zone. Um, but like, I think everybody kind of recognizes, like, it is. You know, we're we're in a place where this is this is not necessarily over. I know everybody's we talk about the $500 million next year and how can they keep them all together. We do all that. I don't, I don't know that it's over. I think it gets harder. Hmm. Being around that team, there's a sort of um, quality and you that's what the deep dive is about. Um, I think what these playoffs have made very clear is that there's no reason to break up these three guys. These guys, they might be getting older. And I know they, the Warriors tried to take the two pronged approach, like, that have the older guys and then, and then draft and develop a new generation to take over for them and pass the baton. And, and watching these playoffs, guys, the younger generation is not ready and they're not cut from the same cloth. And 
I think you just keep the, this group together as long as you can. So if there are trades to be made, I mean, I, you know, you're going to you're going to hear stuff. Mm-hmm. Draymond's going to decide on his player option. Clay makes forty three million dollars in an expiring deal. I'm sure they'll entertain all of those discussions and they'll they'll have to really work through it. But you know, if I'm if I'm Golden State and you want to still have a chance to win a title every year, you just keep those three guys together and you you do what you got to do with everyone else. You know, keep Wiggins and I don't know what you say about I don't know what happens with Jordan Poole. I don't know what happens with Kaminga and Moody and some of the young players that you know they've gotten chances to develop and and Poole I think has done a good job, but he. He hasn't really given anyone the confidence that he's going to be the next Steph, right? Um, so I, I think it's these three guys are just – they're still there, and they're still together, and they, they should just stay together for as long as, as, long as they can because they, that, that combination works. And, and maybe that deep dive is really just about fighting for it, you know, proving that you're still there. You're, you know, it's not going you know, to look as, as young or quick or pretty as it did in 2015, but – they still know how to make adjustments. They still know how to win. They still know how to have big games when they need them. Ramona Shelburne here. A few more minutes left with uh, the NBA insider and so much more for the worldwide leader in sports here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, the the general consensus is, you know, Lakers-Warriors. Boy, won't that be a great series against Kevin Durant and the Suns. And then there's the top seed in the West raising their hands. As I've never seen a, a, a you know, a a 50-plus win team raise their hands as a one seed as a fly in the ointment, but that's what the, the Nuggets appear to be right now for sure. How good are the Nuggets? What do you think? Winning it all? I think stuff? they're really good. I think they're really good. And, and, and nobody paid attention because they have this weird TV deal. Nobody can watch them hardly and, you know, and they're out where they are. And then they, Jokic is the most reluctant superstar we've seen in this league in a long time. You know, he's He's just there, you know. He's just amazing and talented and and fabulous every night. But he he doesn't stir the pot. He doesn't say anything of note. He's not trying to lean into any narratives or drama. Um, he just goes out and does what Jokic does. Um, and then I think Jamal Murray was took all year to get back from his his injury. I think he's really rounding into form now. But the reason why the Nuggets are so good is because of their depth. Like it's it's hard to talk about, you know a team and, and be like, you should get excited about the seventh man on that team or the eighth man, but that's why they're winning the series. And they're, they're, you know, they just have so much more depth than Phoenix. And, and now with this injury to Chris Paul, the Phoenix even has less depth. So it's, it's, you know, getting Bruce Brown, getting Contavious Caldwell Pope, get, getting Jeff Green, like those, those were just big additions for them. And they give them so many different looks and so many, so many different, um, ways of attacking a, a team like Phoenix. And, you know, I, and I covered that first round with Phoenix uh, in the Clippers, mm-hmm. and I felt like the Clippers had a lot of depth too, but then they lost Kawhi, and it was, it was kind of a wrap. But they weren't able to exploit the Suns' lack of depth, but you saw that issue already. I mean, it was, you know, Devin Booker's playing 45 minutes a game. You know, it was, you know, every game I'm asking questions about the minutes, and those guys are like, ah, minutes still matters. Kevin was like, I was hurt all year. I didn't play that much. I was like, I, I hear you, and you guys are winning, so that's okay, but it's not going to work the whole playoffs like this. Mm. And I think that's what you're seeing now. Okay. And then in the East, um, is Embiid, what, uh, what what percentage is he? Do we do we have an issue with that? Uh, did we see, um, you know, what, what we're going to get out of the Sixers? Or, or they're just, you know, what do you think here? I, I still think Philly feels pretty good about their shot. Mm-hmm. Um, James Harden 
shot shot the ball terribly in game two after being great in game one. But but they um and Bede is not gonna be his same dominant self for a while. Like I think his injury he said it after the game and I, I you know, I, I don't know if people fully appreciate what he came back from because he you know, they didn't they didn't get all very specific about exactly what it was, but it was you know, it's your LCL, which is a lateral collateral ligament, and it stabilizes your knee. And so it's it's one of those things that, if it, you know, they have all these grades, okay? And I think grades are subjective in terms of, you know, grade zero, grade one, grade two. His was somewhere between a one and a two. And, and you know, if it's one, then it's you do come back on the team, time frame he did. If it's two, it's four to six weeks. So he's he was a little more than a one, you know, and and he came back. Like, he wasn't able to do much while he was out. He came back really fast. Uh, you know, he got some treatments for it that helped speed up the healing, but it also, um, that's another thing to recover from. So he's, you know, really, it's been two weeks since the initial injury. I think it was April 20th. It's two weeks from there. And um, I think I think if they they just need to, they need to lean heavily on Harden in this series if they're going to get by Boston. And you'll see a, a more a, a player that looks a lot like Joel in another week or two. But right now he's got to play his way back into shape, he's got to play his way through that injury, and he's lugging around that big old brace. And mm-hmm. you know, I thought he had the tights over it, so you couldn't see it. But he hates playing with anything like that. Like he hates the face mask, the brace, any any of that stuff. Like it, it, it bothers him. He doesn't. He's not going to seem like himself. But I thought defensively he looked great in the first half. I just think conditioning-wise, he just hasn't been able to do anything for two weeks. And then Butler and Randall, just to round everything out here, uh, do, yeah. we see, do we see them back? What do you got for me on that front? And yeah, you... I think so. I mean, okay. I, I look, Butler's ankle was not a good ankle sprain, so whatever percentage of him we see when he gets back in the series, is, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be dealing with that the rest of the time. But but mm. Jimmy Butler's a gamer. Like, I, I, I think we're going to see, you know, this time of year everybody's hurt and and Julius Randle, I know we've been talking about him being out, but he, he you have to remember, Julius never misses a game. Like, so when he's out, he's, this is a big deal for him. But he, he plays all the time. He plays every game. He would have played 82 this year if he didn't get that ankle injury. Um, he, does, he plays the second night of a back-to-back. He plays hard, that intensity. And so I'm not worried about him in this series. I don't know if he can be quite as effective without the same burst because of his ankle injury. Same thing with Brunson. But, you know, I, I, that series feels to me like it's going to go – a while too, because everybody's dealing with stuff. And so far, the Heat have been the most impressive, the more impressive team to me. I thought my, I thought Miami, even without Jimmy Butler, was in that game, game two, and that that was impressive. And I, I think going home, they'll they'll either win one or both of these games here. Last one for you, Ramona Shelburne, if you don't mind, uh, with Mike Budenholzer being fired and Nick yeah. Nurse being fired weeks before that, and Frank Vogel being fired last off season. That's Steve Kerr is the only head coach of a championship team yeah. in the last four years to still be employed. Is there, you know, obviously everything's got its own fingerprint, but is there just a general sense as to why championship, world championship head coaches are, are being fired in the okay, so, NBA? Yeah. I mean, I, look, you need, you need a couple things to win a championship, right? You need a championship level head coach, you need superstars, and then you need the right mix of role players, right? Um, and, Nick Nurse lost his superstar that won on the title. That was Kawhi Leonard. He was only there for that year. Um, and and I think Nick Nurse is seen as one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's going to land quickly, and he's going to land well. So that was just a, he'd been there for a while. They may be going into a different phase of the rebuild. And, uh, you know, if he's not up for it and they're not up for, for that 
you know, that rebuild, then you got to make sure you get somebody who is. Um, I think with Frank Vogel, like he was, he was always a like Frank earned a lot of respect as a as a coach with the Lakers, but um, I, I think LeBron got more credit for that title than Frank Vogel did. And 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 you know the, the Lakers aren't going to make a, a move on a head coach, and you know the same as the Bucks aren't going to make a move on Mike Budenholzer without consulting with their superstars, right? Like that's a that's a, I don't you know I don't think LeBron James disliked Frank Vogel at all. I think they had a good relationship. But did he stand in the way of him getting fired? No. Did, you know, Giannis, there was always kind of chatter about Giannis and Bud. And, but I was like, they won together. They did well together. I thought he kind of threw him under the bus in those playoff games about the answers Giannis gave after after those games of saying, you know, I wish we would have made an adjustment on Jimmy. And, you know, but I, I'm, I'm going to leave that to the coach. I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty rough answer right there. Mm. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, that those kinds of things, like, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be pushing the coach out the door, but if you don't stand in the way of it, that's that's the other part of it, right? So I don't I don't think Giannis stood in the way of Bud getting fired. Um, I don't think he pushed him either, but um, that's that's why we're here, you know. Like there's a Steve Kerr has Steph Curry, and they've got a great relationship, and that's why he's still standing, and that's why you know when they went and they were the last team, in the, you know, they had the worst record in the league a couple years after winning a title, and. They, they stuck with Steve Kerr because they know he's a great coach and also because his superstar, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green want him to be the coach and are really comfortable with him. Ramona, great stuff as always. Greatly appreciate your time. Let's do this uh, as the playoffs advance. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thanks. You got it, Rich. Safe journeys. Thanks. You got it. That's Ramona Shelburne of ESPN right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kerr and Curry, get along. Kerr and, you know, can talk to Draymond in a way that maybe no other coach can and reach him. I don't know. Obviously. Kerr's got Clay. And Budenholzer might not have had Giannis in his corner. And Vogel, we all know, is no longer here. And Nick Nurse lost his superstar. Although Stephen A. says he's the, what, the worst superstar of all time? Yeah, come on. Kawhi? That was harsh. That was, yeah, was but, very harsh. But I understand. I, I could pick up what he's putting down. Yeah. And I, I found that very interesting, Ramona, talking about the Warriors that um, that they may keep this thing together because they've looked at the young guys, and the young guys don't have what these three, these core three, have, which is not only an ability to play with each other, play for each other, or play with each other despite sometimes being left holding the bag for the other's actions. Well, I think you know what I'm saying there with Draymond, that they all still get along when it comes there. And then you look at the other players, the young guys on the team that they're trying to get that core to maybe take over or mm-hmm. sit in there when they need to and play. I mean, Jordan Poole's the only one that comes close, one would say, of the young guys. Right, I mean, I guess Looney, Looney's Looney. making a a, a nice impact yeah, for sure. He's finding his groove. You know, it, uh, it, I mean, it's not like the cupboard's totally bare in terms of you know championship caliber players. I mean, Gary Payton the second is really really good. I mean, we're, we're leaving Wiggins out of the conversation because he's not one of those. Uh, although maybe he would be a, a, a tentpole pillar once these guys move on, but they're also not pushing forty here. 
and they're playing great. So moving on from them, be like, you know, be Give careful what you sense. wish for. Yeah. But I still think the deep dive, she says that the deep dive is going to be about still fighting for the championship. I think fighting is the key word. It's all going to go back to that punch. All of it. Man, that's an iceberg and we only see the tip. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The director, Alan Hughes of Dear Mama on FX, about Tupac and his mom, coming up in studio, hour three. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Alan Hughes, the director of Dear Mama on FX, which you can see the next day, every single time it airs on FX, latest episode tonight at 10 Eastern Time. You can see it on Hulu, which you can see right here on the Roku channel. He's about to join us um, in studio, and it'll be great. Uh, We're we're all watching this doc. We have lots of questions for him. Of course, he was also uh, the director of the Defiant Ones about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. What a great documentary that was. Just amazing. Um, so that's just one of the many. Menace to Society, Dead Presidents. He's going to be joining us here in studio. Hour number three. Top of this show, hour, we had Jessica Alba on. And um, she filled in a few of the uh, blanks on meeting Sauce Gardner and Aaron Rodgers at the Knicks game. How about um, the fact she got the tickets from Julius Randle because they had met at a, uh, right. a conference about owning your own business. They hit it off, and she was a guest of Julius Randle. That's cool. And uh, she talked about how the Knicks roll out the red carpet for her, and I came very close to explaining how, you know, for me that doesn't happen. <laughs> she's not in the... She's not in the wormhole? Well, she's not in the Rappaport zone. That's true. <laughs> the Rappaport zone, I like it. <laughs> What was, like the, was in the tier level? I think he's zone five. Zone. That's what it was. By the way, you know what's on my, on NFL Network right now? What? What's the that? Monday night game where Bo Jackson ran over the boss. Oh, Kingdom. 
and ran out the end zone as, as well. You know, he just got hosed on a, a fumble in the ball. His knee was clearly down, and no, there's no, no replay. replay back then, no, they yeah. showed the replay. I, I obviously I don't have the sound up, but I do believe Al's on the call. Wow, Al Michaels well, that called been everything. Al and Frank and Dan. And I think in, yeah, Deerdorf. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Lindsay on the sideline. Yeah, Bo just dropped one, actually. I'm just seeing Bo Jackson play football. It's just pretty great. It is great. Kurt Warner with a C. Yep. There's a Kurt Warner on NFL Network right now. Love it. Mark Wilson is the quarterback of the uh What? Of the Raiders. Yep, he just went under center and handed it off to uh handed it off to Bo. Marcus Allen's run Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson shared the same backfield. That's yeah. insane, right? And then Al Davis was like, take a hike. <laughs> you wound up. There's Tom Flores. Going, he's going to the hall one day. I'm just, I love stuff like this. You know, Rich, I feel like over time, love the, it. the Bo running over Boz story may have gotten blown out of proportion a little bit. Because if you just listen, you think he trucked him, stepped on his chest like yeah, Draymond and ran, ran over him. Where really, it's like Bosworth hit him at the one and a half. Nobody was going to stop Bo Jackson. Well, but at the time, Boz, Boz was, if you remember what he was, he was larger than life. He was. Coming out of college. And that was yeah. a big moment. That was Bo versus Boz. And then they, they actually got to meet in the hole. And it was Mark it didn't Wilson. go very well. Yeah, uh, that uh, wouldn't have went well for any linebacker. But in terms, of just, <laughs> in terms of larger than life and Bo being larger than life you, you have to read Jeff Perlman's book on him you yeah, have to get read to that. it yeah. you have to read it uh, I, I'm telling you and you know speaking of Jeff he, his next book is on Tupac by the way yeah he's doing you know what's going to be a part of our conversation in hour three with Alan Hughes so fun this, stuff man yeah this documentary man it kind of it really took good. me back yeah. man you know because I was you know, I was in that moment. I was picking sides on the East Coast, West Coast feud. And, you know, and um, I, I, I got caught up in my feelings watching this thing, man. It really did. It took me back. It was, uh, it was well, this is a powerful doctor. If you got a question for Alan, he's coming out soon. I know. He just he just got here. Okay, very good. Ago, yeah. Very good. So, um, and Ramona just uh, broke it down. The NBA playoffs being the it. What do you like tonight? I, I I honestly think the Nuggets go up three nothing. Kind of do too. I think the Nuggets go up three zero, and um, I don't know that Sixers Celtics game. Kind of it's wide open. Kind of I have no up. idea. It's wide open. Like which which team for each is going to show up tonight? Is, yeah. Are the Celtics going to make twenty threes and not fun, and not turn the ball over, or is? Harden and Embiid going to do their thing. It's going to be fun. Hold home court. I mean, if you told me that we were going to hold Jason Tatum to seven, I'd have been like, that's a dub. Didn't and then happen. It, and then it wasn't. 